the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17 Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Hear the words of God in Solomon again. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You need good friends, and you need to be a good friend. Iron can sharpen iron, and a good friend can sharpen his friend. The iron of a file can make a blade razor sharp, and a good friend can make his friend much better than if he were just alone. Are you a good friend? Do you have good friends? A knife is not sharpened by cloth, bread, wood, plastic, or even expensive gold. A knife may cut and shape these things for them to be more useful, but these things will only dull the knife. Sharpening a knife requires iron, or a substitute for iron, at least as hard as the knife. Once sharpened, a knife is much more productive with less effort on such things as listed. This proverb is about noble friends. They will make you better. A good friend will make you brighter, sharper, and more useful. But not any friend will do. Only wise friends make you wiser and better. So good men love other good men. Foolish friends will dull and corrupt your life. If a man is good enough to be your father's friend, it is your wisdom to keep him as your friend as well. Solomon taught this in Proverbs 27 and verse 10. Two are better than one. King Solomon taught this rule in his great book of philosophy, the book of Ecclesiastes, because they sharpen and improve each other in at least four ways. Two are better than one because they can share successes of labor together. They can help each other up when they fall. They can combine their complementary abilities for greater accomplishments, and they can defend against mutual enemies. There are four good reasons to have a friend, at least. A good friend is a great blessing. The solitary life is foolish and sacrifices these great advantages. The noun countenance in this proverb may mean a person's face and appearance. It may mean the expression of feeling toward another person. And it may mean the spirit, demeanor, behavior, or conduct of a man. What is the spirit, demeanor, behavior, and conduct of a man? It is his character. This proverb deals with the character of a man, a very precious thing indeed. Character is by far the most important measure of a man or woman. Limiting the word countenance to improving a man's facial expression mocks Solomon's wisdom, so we know that is not the meaning here. A file does not merely make a knife look better, it makes it better. Limiting the word countenance to showing feelings makes little sense, for friends already express approval of each other. The meaning of countenance here in this proverb is character. Loners never amount to very much, for they cannot grow and improve. A knife cannot sharpen itself. They become dull and rusty with ignorance, poor habits, and depressed spirits when they are left alone. Loners are always the weakest members of any group, for they continue to rust and decay without the sharpening steel of noble friends. 
The proverb's wisdom cannot be overthrown. Read it, understand it, and believe it. Loners waste life. Their lives are a waste. They never sharpen anyone. The few at their funerals are only there out of duty. They feel no real loss because the loner in the coffin never did anything to improve their lives when he or she was alive. This is a wasted life, and it is in direct violation of God's command to love others. Let loners spend more time with good men, and they could be sharpened into useful men. But lazy habits of self-indulgence are hard to break. Selfishness, laziness, and pride keep a man from seeking friends. He is happy rusting by himself in such a case. Foolishness, ignorance, and bad habits hinder a man from keeping friends, for he drives them away by his foolishness. Consider athletics. Successful athletic training requires competition and or training with those better than you. Otherwise, your skills are never tested. You never learn the best techniques. Your maximum effort is never called into action. And you deceive yourself about your ability. Being a loner and limiting your friends is like preparing for Wimbledon by playing tennis on a computer. Such a choice is guaranteed to result in failure. God declared in the Garden of Eden that mankind is social. When he said it is not good for the man to be alone, he needed a social friend, he needed a companion, he needed a wife. A wife and children provide valuable society for a man, but they are not enough. Rarely do wives sharpen a man like another good man can sharpen him. For that is trying to sharpen iron with a weaker metal, according to 1 Peter 3, 7. Women may be sharpened by men and in turn sharpen one another, but seldom do they provide the collision of equal or superior metals that results in a bright, shiny, sharp edge on a man. David described the love of Jonathan as exceeding that of women, though married at the time to the very wise Abigail. Jonathan sharpened David by strengthening his hand in the Lord with spiritual provoking and covenant promises of loyalty and service that a woman could not and would not make. These two great friends together, sharpening each other, formed one powerful team for God's glory. Job was this kind of sharpening influence among his companions. The brethren from Rome sharpened even the great apostle Paul, for there is mutual comfort in believing brethren. Paul loved Timothy for this effect, and he was always thankful for the fellowship of the saints at Philippi. And the Lord Jesus Christ sent teachers out two by two. Jesus Christ had the tongue of the learned, and he knew how to speak a word in season to those who needed it. He could and did sharpen many. The hearts of two disciples burned within them when they were with him only a short time on the road to Emmaus. Look at the glorious work he did sharpening Saul of Tarsus, to be the Apostle Paul. For this reason, Jesus Christ ordained churches of saints, where they can help, support, exhort, warn, and rebuke each other to their mutual profit. Church members are to bear one another's burdens and convert one another from errors, which is the sharpening process of the church. It is for this reason that Paul warned about those who forsake church assemblies. The first church 
under the Holy Spirit's powerful influence, showed great zeal toward their fellowship and the society of saints. You can read about it in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Look at the close relationship of the members and be convicted to make greater efforts to this goal yourself. Is your church like the church at Jerusalem in perfecting one another? If not, why not? And if not, what will you do about it to help? There are two direct and important lessons here. You need noble and godly friends to maximize your growth, and you need to be such a friend to others to maximize their growth. Rather than worry why others do not do more for you, or why they do what they do toward you, choose instead to be a sharpening influence in the lives of others, and to charitably look for the best intentions and the desired effect of what they do to you. If the proverb is true, and we know it is, there are implied lessons you should not overlook. If good friends improve a person's character, a wise husband will help his wife have time with good friends so she can be a better wife. This is nourishing his wife, as it is taught in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. A wise wife will do the same, knowing her husband will be better for being with good men. And parents will be proactive to promote friendships for their children with other wise and noble children. A file takes small shavings from the knife blade to make it better. So true friends will sometimes correct, instruct, rebuke, or warn you. Are you willing to take their criticisms to be better? David said he counted it a kindness when the righteous would hit him as beautiful and wise Abigail did when he was too angry. Solomon declared the wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. Do you diligently fulfill your role to improve others' lives? Are you a sharpening influence to make them more useful and productive? Do you value and promote relationships with other good men for your own perfection, even if their corrections and exhortations at times might hurt or sting. Let the righteous and wise in the earth be helpful companions to each other for their mutual perfection before the Lord.